listeners, and welcome back to Pondering Puton with Ajishi Otaro and Hachimitsu Boy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Uh, and we and need to get a can of soup because, like, we are just sick. And we, you know, when, you, when you're when you sick, like, you don't really want to make something. And so we will buy cans of soup and we'll stock up on them and we'll put them in that cesspit. But, like, we don't, you know, <laughs> we, we don't, like, use them all the time. So they're just down there. But mm-hmm. when you're sick, it's like, okay, you got to look in the cesspit. And so, like, that's, you know... So again, like the soy sauce would go in there or something too, um, where we still have some in the fridge, but once it's used up, we can go and get it out. But like, you don't want to put something in there that you're going to be grabbing all the time, like the hot sauce or whatever, you know, that you're yeah. like actively using or like the, the shelf stable vinegar that, um, you know, I like rice vinegar that I use right. that like I have open. I might have the, an extra bottle down there for when I run out, but like, right. Well, you yeah. mentioned the extras. Um, yeah. Just like high volume stuff that you know you're not going to remember to buy. Um, yeah. And you want to just have a second bottle or like a second package just ready and then to go. The other thing we'll do is sometimes we'll put like uh, chips or cookies or something down there just so that like you have to like intentionally be, I want to go get a cookie mm. and not like. Oh, I'm just in here to to grab like the peanut butter to make my toddler a, a sandwich. Right. Oh, there's some cookies. I, yeah. I would like a cookie. Like you have to intentionally think about it because it's down there. Yeah, it's not just know? like oh, like uh, I just like got in the shower and I just wanted to take a shower, but when I turned the faucet, just a bunch of cookies just came pouring out yeah. into my mouth. You can't. Um, you really have anyway. to. Anyway, yeah, you can't like accidentally. Get yourself into that. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I'm glad I cook I'm, so many meals in that that kitchen. But uh, of course, this is the first two parter episode of Pondering Bhutan. Right. Um, so yeah, and today you know, we'll be I, discussing Chapter Ten of Kamardi High School, which is titled Taxi Two. Um, yeah. But I'm glad that you brought up the uh, the cesspit and our conversation mm-hmm. from last time. Um. Because I actually do have something that I just kind of need to get off my chest. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I also have something from last time prepared. Okay. Uh, but, but I, I I'll let you get this off your chest first. It's I, important. I think I it's think really important. It is. It's important for, for the me. dynamic of this podcast that we like. You know, we don't want to have anything between us. Right. And since I'm the protagonist of this podcast, I think it's only yeah. It's only right that my thing should take priority. Um, and I, again, I do think it's important. Um, so recently, it seems like we've had a little bit of a controversy. Um, I saw some controversy in the comments, um, on the forum, with some of our listeners and um, fans of yeah. our other work, Ghost Divers. Um, I had to turn off notifications on all of my Twitter accounts, even the locked ones that most people don't have access to. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like there are a lot of people upset about some of the, what we've been doing on Puton. Um, there's a lot of discussion, like, like what the hell they're just talking about kitchens. I don't really understand what they're doing. It seems like they don't either. 
Um, I wish it was more like Ghost Divers with more like serious emotional discussion and like, God damn, those late episodes of Ghost Divers were so good, you know? Um, but then, you know, you had other people being like, no, I know Putan, they like, it's just a different thing. You just have to get into it. Um, so I just wanted to address this um, and and say that it's something that we see and I consider it very seriously. Um, and in fact, I was pondering it um, quite a lot. Mm. Um, and as I was reading the chapter, uh, there was a moment that really struck me um, where Takanuchi was like, and I'm sure you'll remember this part as well, because yeah. it is rather poignant. Uh, Takanuchi talks about how he wishes he had eaten something more digestible before getting into the the taxi. Um, oh, I There was something else near and dear uh, that he says that, that was near and dear to my heart that I was really pondering on. But I will, I will let you do this one. As the protagonist, your thing obviously comes first. Okay, I, I appreciate that, because... In that moment, I kind of, it all came together for me. And I was like, how can we find a way to respond to this? Um, to respond to our fans and to respond to this controversy and kind of bring this all, um, tie this all together. Um, so uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce uh, a new game that I have invented, which is our Serial Experiments Lane random recipe generator okay and so the way this is going to work uh in in keeping with takanuchi's uh with takanuchi's dilemma in the chapter um yeah i have pulled up a random ingredient generator and what i'm going to do is i'm going to uh you can choose a number of ingredients and that's it and then you hit randomize and it just spits out uh, however many ingredients. So I propose the following rules. Um, 10 ingredients. Uh, I'll send you the link uh, so you can get set up here. Um, okay. Okay, so we're going to do 10 ingredients. Um, you'll go first. Uh, I'm going to hit, I'm going to randomize it first and then I'm going to copy paste the ingredients. Um, and we'll read them off. Uh, and okay. once you get the ingredients, you have to uh, tell me, you have to develop a recipe um, immediately um, with the, and the criterion it will be judged on is uh, speed, digestibility, uh, and then um, likely quality uh, of the recipe. Uh, okay. Speed of developing. So like how fast you come up with it. Um, so you also you, have to are use you generating 10 and sending them to me to, to do. Yes. Is that, is that how it's working? Okay. Yes. You also have to use uh, all the ingredients and you can have no more than three dishes. Okay. All right. We're on. All right. Uh, sweet chili sauce, legume, Pine nuts, lemongrass, pea pod, oats, strudel, mascarpone, 
uh, fennel, and pilaf. So obviously the pilaf is going to be like the the base for something that I'm making, and I'm going to do mm. like a, a thing with the legumes and the sweet chili sauce. I'm going to kind of put together um, a little bit of like a, a doll, but like a fairly thick doll here. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, that actually like grinding up the oats will actually help as like a little bit of a thickener okay. for the the uh, like liquid that's going into here. Uh, lemongrass is obviously uh, also going into this as one of the flavoring uh, elements. So I've got that in there. Um, I'm also adding some some ground up pine nuts. Uh, this is really nice for like bulking up a little bit of the protein, um, and also can uh, believe it or not actually give a little bit of like a creamy quality to it, uh, but but still keeping it in this like vegan territory. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry, we're gonna have something for the the non vegans as well. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I appreciate that's very considerate. Um, yeah. I think Takanuchi, its stomach tends to do a little better with. Um, with vegan products. Yes. Um, and also some, uh, some fennel is going to go into the, the like doll stew here. So I've used uh, quite a number of ingredients here. Uh (laughs) Um, I am going to double purpose the oats here. So some of the oats are also going to end up as part of, um, I'm going to like toast them a little bit over the strudel. Um, but actually before, so I'm going to have the strudel on the plate. I'm going to make up a mascarpone ice cream. Uh, just really quick in the ice cream machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever watched like a Master Chef or um, Iron Chef or something, real easy. Just gonna whip up an ice cream, um, put that on the strudel, uh, in the blast and then some oats on the top. Yes, in the blast freezer, and then some oats, oats on top of the mascarpone ice cream. Um, that's the dessert. Where did the pea pod come in? I think we missed the pea pod. Where's the, where's the pea pod? Oh, the pea pod. Uh, the pea pod can go into the the doll as well. <laughs> Um, because really like the main bulk here is you've got some fennel you've got some peapod and you've got the legumes all the rest of that is going to be ground up like the the lemongrass the sweet chili yeah the the sweet chili sauce the lemongrass the the pine nuts and the oats are all forming into like the masala base Mm. so yeah I I will say so I appreciate so the speed that was uh, Mm. fantastic um I appreciate you identifying the the potential synergy with the oats and the pine nuts, um, mm-hmm. grinding them both up. Because, um, you know, once you grind up those oats and then you get them uh, moist, uh, there's a creaminess yeah. there as well. That Yes. I think the, the creaminess of the oats and the creaminess of the pine nuts together is not, it's not obvious, but when you... When you put them together like that, it actually, um, it really stands out. Um, yeah. Digestibility, uh, I'm I'm not sure if a doll just like completely saturated in sweet chili sauce. Uh, I didn't say it was saturated in sweet chili sauce. I just said it was one of the mean uh, well, it's spices. The, it's the fluid. It. It's the fluid of the. Well, I'm assuming that I can like use water in this dish. No, like no, and like salt. <laughs> you <No>. know, <laughs> it's only these ten ingredients. I forgot that part of the rule. You can't use water. <laughs> well, then I'm just I'm just making some cold mascarpone on top of the strudel, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, if you use enough sweet chili sauce, this is what I'm getting at. You can figured, simmer the doll like, in the sweet chili sauce. That's what I was Whenever there's the mystery ingredient stuff, they still give you the staples box, which right. is like, you know, water, milk, flour, salt, pepper, that right. kind of stuff. Yes, that's what they do, but that's not what we do. We do, <laughs> <laughs> we do 10, 10 ingredients. Well, as I said, it's a very thick doll. Yes, yeah. Um, digestibility... Yeah. Uh, I think you did the best you could. Um, we we know that Takanuchi does not do well with dairy products, um, but you were kind of like you're painted into the corner with that mascarpone. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think he'll just have to deal with that. Um, yeah, I, I I knew you'd do well in this because you know, as fans of Master Chef Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. I think to be a fan of MasterChef Australia, it does presuppose uh, a very high degree of intelligence, you know, um, which which we well, have because we're fans of MasterChef yeah. Australia. <laughs> um, At least around food, there's a certain amount of like you have to care about cooking. No, just I know what you're doing. You're doing a bit about how we're geniuses. You just watch don't a, you, an Australian TV show. You. <laughs> You just, I, I just think if you're not, you know, at that level, it's just hard to like get it, you know, <laughs> to like, get yeah. into it and really appreciate. Um, okay. 10 more ingredients. Yeah. I'm okay. sending you 10, right? Oh, you want, okay. Send me 10. I don't like the 10. Yeah. I just generated. Okay. These I don't even know what you. one of them, one of them. <laughs> okay. Go. I'm sending yours over. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> I have tapioca, oregano, apricot. I know that oregano is going to fuck me up. Um, tapioca, oregano, apricot, papaya, thyme, Brussels sprouts, soy sauce, plum, tomato, arugula, and persimmon. Okay. Um, so, all right. This one, okay. Simple to start off with. Um, We've got the arugula will be a base. Um, I'm going to take the Brussels sprouts and the tomato um, and throw them in a pan with some thyme and oregano. Uh, and I will actually uh, throw some soy sauce in there and just give it a light saute um, in the soy sauce. Not too much, um, but enough to just get that sodium. And then I'm just going to slide that out of the pl- out of the pan right on top of that bed of arugula. It's just going to be a really nice, uh, fresh, summery uh, uh, salad, basically. Yeah. How much are you chopping up the Brussels sprouts? Are you, like, shredding them, or is this, like, just, like, cut in half? I just need to know this detail. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and shred them. Okay. Um, and then, so now we've got... Uh, papaya, apricot, tapioca, and persimmon. Um, so I'm going to make a uh, papaya salad. Um, yeah, two salads. Yeah. Come at me. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I hadn't... Uh, actually, you know what? No. No, I, don't, I can't use water. Um, yeah, papaya and persimmon. The persimmon's going to be great. Um, I'm going to let him get pretty soft. Um, I assume that, uh, 
I'm just going to say I'm using Fuyu persimmons, so I don't have to worry about being too bitter um, if they're not, uh, you know, totally ripe. Um, and you can kind of just slice them and eat them straight up. You don't have to, like, pulp them. Yeah. Um, like with Hachiya. Uh, so I'm going to have sliced persimmon, um, just, you know, sliced apricot, um, and then shave some papaya in there. Um, and then I'm going to... Uh, I'm just going to hit that with just a little dust of tapioca powder. Uh, and hopefully what that will do is you'll get a really nice, um, a little more than a dust, actually. Um, and then hopefully what that will do is once it gets in with the, because the fruit is really, is really moist. Um, so the, the moistness of the fruit in your mouth interacting with the tapioca uh, hopefully we'll start to give it a little chewiness, um, like a toothsome quality um, mm-hmm. that will really add to that mouthfeel. Uh, so, yeah, so this is just a really nice late summer dinner. Um, two salads, uh, really, really heavy on the um, on the veggies and the fruits here. Yeah. Yeah. Um... In terms of writing, I think I was a little bit better in in terms of speed. Yeah, I think you're right. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, I think uh, digestibility, though, this seems like a fairly digestible meal. Um, There's a a little bit like the the tomato and then some of the the vegetables here, like the the acidity level is getting a little bit high, but, Mm. you know, you're working with what you have. Yeah. Yeah. And what what was the last thing, criteria that we were grading on whether or not it's good oh whether or not it's good yeah this i think your your fruit salad with the tapioca uh tapioca powder i would need to really see the execution (laughs) to to judge um because uh right now i'm i'm skeptical you know Mm -hmm. if i was the judge coming up and you were telling me this is your plan i would be like hmm and I'd like bang the, the, you know, like slightly tap the spoon on the, the pot of the, the fruit that you were about to add the tapioca powder to. Yeah, you'd be uh, intrigued. suggest that I was a little, yeah, I'm intrigued, intrigued, but skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the, the other thing is uh, having the plum tomato here in the salad, I think, uh, is already accomplishing this. But um, I personally actually like a little bit of cut up persimmon in a, in a salad. Uh, oh, it's like yeah. a pop of brightness. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like a little bit of fruit in a salad. Um, just like kind of, yeah, but, but tomatoes, like, it, I mean, it's a vegetable, but it's the vegetable that's also a fruit and you know, it's got that acidity. So it often can, can serve that, but, um, sometimes I like to mix it up a little bit more. Okay. Um, I think thank, slicing thank you, the chef. Brussels sprouts is a great idea. I would, I would also do that. Okay. Um, like slicing tip, them up. It, for people. Yeah, for people who don't like Brussels sprouts, uh, you've probably mostly had them, like, cut in half or whatever, or just, like, roasted whole, where people do the, like, X in the bottom or whatever. Um, And that method, if you don't do it right, can make them, like, really acrid and bitter. Um, Like, they when they roast, they just, like, develop these sulfuric flavors that can can be unpleasant. Um, And so if you ever want to try Brussels sprouts, like, one, try them really well roasted. Uh, someone who like knows what they're doing, they, they can be quite good roasted. Um, but also just, just take them and like cut them in half and then just like slice them thin, um, sort of down towards the stem. Um, 
and just use that as like a base for a salad. Uh, it's really good. You put a little like acidity on there and a little salt. Delicious. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit like cabbagey, but like honestly, a, a light cabbage flavor compared to a lot of cabbage stuff. So, yeah, that's some really good advice. Um, yeah, you know, as people who watch Master Chef Australia, I feel like it's our. Um, I don't want to say duty, but it's almost like an obligation, you know, to like yeah. pass on that knowledge and to give advice to people who don't yeah. realize that they could be that they could be doing <laughs> cooking a lot better. Um, so I appreciate you taking that on. Um, um, and I will say I have personally made a salad with uh, just like thinly sliced Russell sprouts and then uh, thin slices of persimmon. Mm. Um, and then I put, I think I put pine nuts in it as well. I wanted like a crunchy element. I think really? I did pine nuts. Pine nuts um, is a, that's a wild card in there. Yeah. Brussels sprouts, um, pine nuts and persimmon. Yeah. Those are, that's and a, it was, that's a deep and it was dive. like a, a fairly um, acidic dressing, but uh, it was good. Yeah. Well, your um, your critiques are noted uh, on my uh, fruit salad with tapioca. Um, I think next time I'm yeah. just going to throw it in the blast freezer. Um, and I think that will solve a lot of my, my issues. Um, yeah. Okay. I have generated. Oh, also, I want to say. Oh, about, I, uh, I before we go on, I want to do the another thing from last time. Okay. I if let, I, if I say, can interrupt you, protagonist. Uh, you can, but let me say, before we move on to your thing, um, uh, off pod, um, Sarah and I made, well, Sarah made it. I'm not going to take credit. Uh, Sarah made a persimmon pie uh, over the weekend. Ooh. Persimmon. That sounds nice. And pecan. It's like a pecan um, streusel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, people out there. If you have not had persimmon pie or made it, uh, it's so fucking good. And I'm not even a, like a super into pie, um, but it was it was next level. Um, highly recommended. Uh, all right, go for it. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to the the same chat. So um, I don't know if you remember this, but I said that I was gonna to do these measurements. Uh, so these are the sweat drop measurements for okay. the the three Takanochi um on, while, while you um, so far. while you do that i'm going to i'm going to eat something okay do you, do you want to make a prediction about like the sweat levels of each chapter um without reviewing them um Like we was said last time that we felt like sentimental bus was sweatier than taxi. Yeah. Are we doing like all the chat all like one through 10? Uh, oh no, this is just the last three. These are just the Takanochi chapters. Okay. Um, taxi two is the most, uh, I think is probably the sweatiest. And then we already established that, um, chapter eight is sweatier than chapter nine. So I'm going to send these over. So, and this is, uh, oh, wow. sometimes, okay. sometimes the lines on Takenochi's face are hard to identify if they are hit. Cause when he gets like really head up, 
uh, his face like gets lines in it. So sometimes it's hard to know exactly when something is a line and when it is a sweat drop. Uh, but I had like basic criteria of like, there are some spots that he always draws lines. And so if it's those and there's none of that, like little bit of a, a curl at the bottom to suggest the drop, I'm not counting it. Uh, but for the most part, a line with any sort of suggestion of curl, uh, I considered as a sweat drop. Uh, sentimental bus. I counted 177 sweat drops. Okay. Uh, so that was chapter eight, chapter nine, uh, 108 sweat drops and taxi two, 83 sweat drops. So I significantly lost sweat. Interesting. Takenuchi is like slowly regaining his composure here. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot that you were going to count every drop of sweat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's a very, uh, I'm glad you did that. Um, I'm glad we have that ma- that matter uh, like completely settled now. Yeah. Uh, um. So, I, I, w- I as I was going through, I think one of the things that pushed it up for sentimental bus is that through a lot of that, uh, Kamiyama is also very concerned about. Um, like we're getting his interiority and his concern around Takanochi that he's like made mistakes, uh, that he has um, upset Takanochi in some way, things like that. And so uh, he never gets on his face the same way that Takanochi will just have a bunch of sweat drawn all over his face. Sometimes there's ones where I'm counting like uh, five, eight, ten sweat drops on his face. Um, that never happens with Kamiyama, but like pretty consistently throughout that chapter, he is also sweating. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of what pushes up sentimental bus. I was surprised that taxi two was lower than taxi though. Um, I yeah. felt like it was a little bit more. Yeah. When I was reading through it earlier, I was like, I just had the passing thought, um, before I, you know, before I was so moved by Takanuchi's plate, um, I had a passing thought like, this is probably the sweatiest chapter so far. Um, but cause it, I think it was just those first couple pages. It was like every panel had sweat. Um, and yeah. then after that, I might've just checked out and just assumed that it was, <laughs> that it was there constantly. Um, I, th- I think that the true source of the lack of sweat in uh, taxi Two is Freddie's like stoic composure in the face of this adversity, his, as our Lord and Savior, Freddie Mercury. Mm. Um, he which, which we to, have now, because yes. of the advent um, of uh, of Takanuchi, <laughs> uh, we, we now know his name. Um, yes. His name of Freddie Mercury. Um, and so... He is so calm and composed as he leads them out of the darkness. So, mm-hmm. um, the darkness, of course, being the Japanese countryside. Right. Um, but it's, you know, it's an allegorical. Um, yes. It's, it's an allegory. It's an allegory for the, um, the promised land. Um, and then the, um, you know, the land that, uh, the land that the uh, Cromarty students had to dwell in, um, but it was not theirs um, in their time of bondage. Um, and then, you know, of course, Freddie leads them back to to the promised land. Um, but uh, 
Takanuchi, um, I think the way he reacts is very interesting. So we'll have to, uh, to deal with that in the next or discuss that in our next devotional, um, next Sunday. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, because of course th- this will fully continue on, uh, next chapter is going to, to further de- develop this relationship between Takanuchi and Freddie. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, uh, if in order to listen to pondering Putin, you have to be a Christian. Um, also, um, so I was going to, uh, uh, only Christians allowed here. Um, I was going to, uh, have you guess what this food was that I'm about to eat. Um, and, Oh yeah. But I think I, I chose a bad time to, to start the, to start it. Cause I wanted you to, one of your clues was going to be opening the package. Um, Oh, okay. Which I did earlier, but you might've missed it. Um, yeah, I missed it. So I'm going to just like, can you give me some like fully sound effects of the package? Um, this is one part. Can you hear that? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to stir it twice. Twice. Stir it twice. Once and twice. Yeah, which I just did. If it wasn't audible, then it's too bad. Are you... Are you having the unicorn pudding? Yes, unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, unicorn! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. Um, okay, wh- what does it taste like? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. It tastes like... I'm not even hamming it up right now. Thank you for joining us today, next <laughs> Next time we will be reading. <laughs> Sorry. Next time we'll be reading chapter eleven from volume one. You can find the full schedule at exportio slash Bhutan schedule. If you have questions for us, please send them to ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. No one's done that yet. I would love that. Uh, you can get early access to episodes of this podcast and many others by becoming a $1 patron of the network at exportaw.io and listen a week before the public feeds. Or for $5, you get exclusive access to Pop Down Funk, a weekly podcast where Autumn and Nora roll a random Funko Pop and have to watch something from that media franchise. <laughs> if you like this podcast, we still a friend. Uh, you can find the free feed at exportaw.io slash Bhutan or by searching Pondering Bhutan on their podcast app of choice. If you are listening to us talk, we do a lot more of that over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at export.io slash Ghost Divers, or by searching Ghost Divers on your podcast of choice. Uh, we just finished up Serial Experiments Lane, and next up is going to be Paranoia Agent, and we're about to start recording Kino's Journey. Uh, you can find the show at Pondering Putan on Twitter, or just at Puntan on Putan on co-host. You can follow me at Foxomnia on Twitter and co-host. Where can people find you, Connor? Welcome <laughs> <laughs> Our opening theme is Vengenante by Yushin Takuro. <laughs> and taking us out today is the theme from Taxi Driver reprised by Dave Bloom. Class dismissed. <laughs> Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I, th- I think he might be dismissed. Okay. <laughs>